What's up, world? This is Awolf Alforay. What's going on, good people? This is Awolf O'Shea Um. Welcome to season five of the Who Made Y'all Priest podcast, where we talk about our spiritual journeys, our everyday life experiences, and the issues of the times from the perspective of two people who just happen to be priests. Welcome back, good brother Awolf Alforay. What's going on, man? Hey, man, I was so excited. I put a little extra juice on, a little extra sauce on my, uh, <laughs> what's up, world? I, what's up, world? This is I Wolf Foray. I know, man. You was kind of loud, man. That was, that was an all with the exclamation Man, for real, man. I was, I was super hyped, man. It's been a long time, man. I missed y'all, man. Yeah, it do, it do, it do seem like it's been a long time, man. It seems like we ain't done no recording in about a year. Seems yeah. like a long time, man. Yeah, I think this has probably been our, our longest break that we've had. I mean, it ain't really been that much longer than normal, but, you know, yeah, a week or yeah. two or something like that. But, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And we back at the people, man. Season five, man. We finna be five seasons in, and we got a good episode for him, man. What's going on with you, man? What you been What you been doing during the break? Uh, Man, what I've been traveling. Traveling. You know, went to El Salvador. Um, went to South Africa, went to Zimbabwe, you know, um, almost got killed by a rhino. <laughs> so, you know, um, trying to, uh, get acclimated, kind of rebound, get my, my feet up under me from this whirlwind of, a uh, personal year, the universal year seven, man. I, I think I I finally figured out a couple of things and, and put some things in place to kind of carry me on to the to the next year in the new cycle, man. How about yourself? Um, I've been traveling too, man. Like uh, Cleveland, Texas, the Woodland, <laughs> Texas, <laughs> Conroe, Texas. <laughs> Just working, man. All all work and a little bit of play, man. You know, I uh, I started back playing basketball, so I feel. You know, I'm feeling a little bit uh, better, man. I'm out there giving me some buckets, man. You know, we're going to have to get the people. We're going to have to do like a some type of uh, priestly basketball game or something like that, man. I'm re- I really want the people to see me and you hoop, man, because the last time you and I was going, uh, you know, scratch a little <laughs> bit, you had <laughs> you had all these phantom uh, injuries. So, yeah, we're going to have to get that. Yeah, you've been having phantom injuries, too. Like, uh-huh. you know, ankle, all kind of stuff. Knee back. You talking about something you was playing basketball, got the earache. Like, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> like, I don't know how you get those type of injuries from basketball, man. Bro. You know, I just be sore, man, but I be I be out there getting it, man. Once I get once I get warmed up, man, I'm I'm straight, man. I'm straight. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get that together. And when you and I finally get together, we're gonna have to record it and it's gonna have to be we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put that up for the people, man, so they can see it. If I get the ball first, you're not gonna get a chance to warm up. <laughs> there you go. That's the hey, problem. I heard that. I heard that a whole bunch you know of times. That jumper is water, I and mean, it's I, been a minute, but it's still water though. You I heard that saying? a whole bunch of times, man. A whole yeah, bunch. Yeah. Of- <laughs> man, this feels good, man. It do, man. It do. It, it it feels 
it does. It feels uh, easier. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not as nervous as I used to be getting on here. I used to be nervous every time. I used to be have these jitters, these butterflies every time uh, we got on the camera. But yeah, man, I feel good. I feel real good about this season. Yeah, I still hate hearing myself on camera because that's not how I sound in real life. At least <laughs> the way my ears hear. So you know, right. but that's like that's like hearing yourself on a voicemail. Like, yeah, I sound. That's how I sound. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, that ain't me. Right. That ain't me. Man, we got a special episode that we're gonna jump off. You know, season five with to the point where we're not even gonna say who it is. We're just gonna let this person introduce themselves. So let's just jump right on into it. Aboro Boye, Baba. Aboro Boye. I'm today, Wardy Wolfoon. How y'all doing? Man, we doing well, man. We glad to be here with you. We know that uh, your time is precious, so we appreciate you taking time out of your uh, busy schedule to come here and kick it with the young guy Wolves. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, I've been watching y'all over these few seasons since that uh, inauguration. Y'all come a long way. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I need to reveal myself anymore about who made y'all priests because y'all done drew some controversy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we out there with the controversy now. That's that's you know? O'Shea Young. He's been looking for controversy since episode one. All right. Hey, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it to the Oya God children. They always stir, they always stirring up something. Right. All right. What you got? What you got? Five four, right? No. Oh, Baba. Remember the last time. When we did it, you know what I'm saying? You kicked us off, you know what I'm saying? Poor libations, gave us a beautiful prayer to make sure our season went well. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, do you mind blessing us right quick? I think I can do that. Appreciate you. All righty. Homie Tutu, only Tutu, Ele Tutu. Tutu Ori, Tutu Egun, Tutu Orisha, to all the divine forces on earth and abroad for all those that came before us, our ancestors. We summon you from the grave, from the bones. We ask you to come and access the Akashic Records, the Corporeal Library, to take us back to when it was, to bring us to the future, to bring forth the blessing for all those who are looking for growth, expansion, to change, shift, and move. It is the times we live in, but everything is in divine order. Despite wars, despite turmoil, everything is in divine order. For it is the Awos that regulate the planet. It is those of the craft that regulate regulate the planet. On this day and at this time, we ask you to continue to help the young brothers grow and expand, change, shift, and move, to raise eyebrows, to make people question themselves, to step out of the boxes and into into the new path, into the new light. With this being said, in the spirit of those who came before us, our ancestors, we say, Ashe, 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 Oto. So appreciate that, Bobby. We appreciate that. You know, that's how we that's how we're gonna be kicking off the season right now. We we knowing that season five is gonna be one of our most uh explosive seasons, one of our most controversial seasons. So we appreciate that, Bob. Uh there you go again with that controversy stuff. We need that, man. We need that. <laughs> we definitely need that, man. We need that. Uh so Baba, uh for the people, once again, introduce yourself. To them and tell them once again your relation to us. Well, um, I was born Stephen Mackey, December 30th, 1957. 
at this taping. I'll be turning 66 in about 30 days. I always think about I'm coming up on 20 years as a priest here in another another month and a half. It'll be about 20 years as a priest, but it seemed like more than that. It seemed like I've been a priest all my life. Mm -hmm. uh, the journey is real. The ups, the downs, the pluses, the minuses, I wouldn't trade it for anything mm -hmm. because the lessons are priceless. The journey has been priceless. And, you know, uh, the day you two walked into my life uh, gave me a little bit more ease. I have a gift for sensing certain things. Sure. And, uh, you know, the, the work that you guys have been doing over these seasons and, uh, you know, you're coming up to a celebration of your uh, <clears throat> coming into about four years. And it seems like you guys have been around the block quite a few times. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, it's important for people to know your lineage. It's important for people to know their 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 home. I am Chief Oluwo Obafemi Fayemi of Pegu. I was initiated in Okure Ando State. I was initiated among a, a group of brothers and sisters uh, that belong to a particular Ile that is considered very old and very traditional. But they were very academic and they were very precise. So it, it fit my nature. And so this is what I try to pass on to you guys. You know, growing up in the 90s, up under the teachings and the traditions of a lot of the Pan-African elders, the conscious community, most notably Thai City African Historical Society, uh, the brothers uh, who gave me a lot of knowledge about Kemet that transferred over, synchronized into Ifa, and it's been a blessing. So, you know, when I run across uh, brothers such as yourself that have that appetite, you know, that have that hunger, you come with a lot of questions. Y'all had a lot of questions. <laughs> and you remind me a lot of myself. And to bring this format, you know, to the public, to where people, uh, even watching these programs or at the end of this program, I know for a fact most of them that have gave me feedback, they still have. I mean, they they have questions, they have new questions, but most importantly, they got some answers, mm -hmm. and that's what that's what this should be about. So, you guys, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. Uh, a lot of people are proud of you. Uh, you know, it's time to travel. It's time to see the world now. You got to get out. You know, uh, I believe in all of what you're doing, but you know, the the, the blessings of Ifa are many. But it's when you can set your feet, your bare feet on the sands of distant lands and seeing the seeing the energy of people. And I think that's your guys next step. So it's time for you guys to take it international, even if it's on Zoom, you need to go international. I go should. sit somewhere in uh, Brazil, Central America, go sit somewhere in Africa and talk to some people. Mm -hmm. so you got to put it out there. I'm putting it out there for y'all. I should. I should. We appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, Baba. So you've been a you've been a priest for coming up on 20 years now. Uh, and you are a priest of Ifa. And what other what other uh, energies are you? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, priest of Obatala, Oshun, uh, Shango, Bayanko, Irinle Egun, Ogun. I received a lot of Orishas, uh, Egbe. Because uh, I work with a lot of Orishas, the Beji. So, you know, it's 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 all on the resume. <laughs> right. I, got, I, I got a lot of names, but the, the, the funny thing is that there are people who still call me Baba Femi. And Baba Femi is actually <clears throat> my Orisha name for Oba Femi. Mm -hmm. So my Ifa name is actually Fayemi, Ifayemi. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm comfortable with either one. Right. I say, I say. <clears throat> so, Bob, 
2023 um, being a, a universal year seven and for uh, our Oshayuna myself was also a personal year seven. And um, we talked last season about that energy of that seven and, and what it comes with, um, you know, being introspective, going within, um, sitting by yourself, expanding spiritually. And, and we were candid about, you know, our struggles, you know, our growing pains in this year seven versus nine years ago. Uh, it, it was a completely different year, like a completely different energy for us. How was uh, this universal year seven for you? Um, how, how did you grow and expand um, this year? Oh, it was... Uh... It was interesting. You know, it was a lot about rebuilding, repairing, restructuring my own foundation, uh, setting some new goals. Uh, I'm initiating some changes for the upcoming year of uh, 2024. And a lot of those changes are not just based in around 2023. 2023 gave me a lot of insight to know that I have to initiate certain changes. And the change is all about or in alignment with expansion and growth. You know, uh, the cycle of life, the cycle of existence. And that is, where did I come from? Who am I? What is my purpose? How do I attain it? So once I come to the point of, of knowing my purpose mm -hmm. and I've, I've, I've attained it, and now I got a good sense of how to maintain it, now I have to find ways to expand on it. Because when we say Arumala, spirit of destiny, destiny often connotates you're trying to reach a destination. Our destination is based upon a completion of a life, of our journey. So basically, the focus on purpose to reach our destiny. And the destiny is the good position. The destiny, uh, reaching that destination, even if that takes you back home to Orun or heaven, then the journey is successful. Uh, turning 66, obviously I got a lot more life behind me than I do in front of me. Not that I don't have some good years left. Mm -hmm. I do plan on being here, breaking it down till I'm, you know, hundred years old. But you know, the, the, the primary, the primary focus for a priest, in my opinion, should be constant expansion, you know, because that's, that's nature itself. Nature changes daily, but it doesn't. A sunrise and a sunset. But the one thing we know, the day that marked yesterday, and we'll just say November the 29th, 2023. Well, today is November the 30th, 2023. The thing we know for sure, November 29th, 2023, will never ever come again. Mm. So we are going forward, whether you're an Ray or a Sobo, you're always going forward. The thing of it is, is that how do you how do you how do you embrace the changes that Ifa, your Ori, your ancestors? the divine forces that we call Orishas are pressing upon you to initiate. And all those things are here to help us understand purpose to reach that destination. I say. So just to kind of pull on that a little bit more, what would you say 2023 taught you? <laughs> of the... <laughs> Of the many things, I think the thing it taught me most was that you have to step into those things that you sense that you intuit are 
that will be priceless to you. One of the things that I learned in 2023 was that there are some things that are very, very priceless. Mm -hmm. And how to step more into it, how to embrace it. Uh, family, uh, close friends, uh, even understanding certain hardships of what EFI brings. Uh, people, people transition, they go home. Uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at how people have reacted to uh, the Russian-Ukraine war. I've watched how people react to the Palestine-Israeli uh, war. I'm watching how people are fidgeting around the financial institute, interest rates, bitcoins, all this type of stuff. Uh, the political scene, you know, Trump going to run for president or is he going to go to jail or both? You know, it, it's not enough to say people can present you with what you think are problems or conflicts. But for the most part, you are your own classroom and you have to step up to understand, you know, what it, what is your war? You know, what what is your conflict? And out of that, you have to find those gems that you can you can you can take rough and smooth them out and you find out those gems is what I said initially it's what's priceless right. and that's the biggest thing I learned in 2023 is understand the most priceless thing is that is is definitely your peace of mind and freedom from anxiety and uh you know you get a little older you lose some filters <laughs> uh, it's a little bit easy to tell some things uh you know I don't want to start profanity on y'all show but uh you know, you get to a point where you realize there's some things you just don't really have to give a fuck about anymore. <laughs> you know, it, right. it can it can weigh you down. Right. You know, and, and the thing of it is, is to, as a lot of folks say, you know, start unpacking. Right. So I, I unpacked a lot of stuff 2023 and the load is load is much lighter. And, and of course, the growth of God children into the priest class, that definitely takes a, a, a lot of load off as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I sure I sure. So this is going to be our uh, season five premiere. Um, and we're, we're titling this the uh, EFI State of the Union. Right, we're... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where, as the president of the union, you know we're going to have you speak to the people about EFI and and how how EFI has changed, where EFI is at today. You know, you've already talked about you know EFI or things in general changing, growing, and expanding. And I remember when. Um, I first met you, it was a year 11 too. So I was open spiritually, I was ready for the word. And one of the early things that I remember you saying was talking about how EFI is changed. Mm -hmm. And and this is why we don't have a book like a, a Bible or Quran because you know every day it continues to expand. And you had me at that. I was like, oh yeah, this, like he preaching today. So um, being that you're coming up on your 20th anniversary, and I know you were, you know, into EFI, uh, being a priest, but you were in the EFI a little bit even before then. How has EFI expanded and changed since you first came into EFI? Well, first and foremost, 
if I'm going to go with a good understanding of what it is, the E-Ray, it's come a long way. It is still what I consider a beautiful poetic romance with the universe and nature itself. Uh, to understand the natural order of things, I think it's just is definitely part the drama of the human condition to elevate itself. Uh, the indigenous people of this planet uh, had a intimacy. They cultivated an intimacy with the natural order of things, sacred times, sacred seasons, uh, planets, hunting, gathering, moving, you know, just harvesting, planting, all of that. Ephi is a, is a, is a, is a pantheon of Orishas. All these Orishas are nothing more than forces of nature. They're rivers, they're lakes, they're, they're streams, they're brooks, they're mountains, they're hills, they're trees, they're rain, wind, uh, everything that you can think of in nature has a correlation to those divine forces. And spiritual beings having this experience as humans Nature is our teacher. Nature is our first teacher. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we continue to grow with that because I don't want to sound like a Christian, but it is our salvation to know oneself. Mm -hmm. That is your salvation, to know yourself, understanding what you're here to do. If I still provide that, a good dafai, a good Ebo, a good adimu, a good offering. Bring something to the spirit of completion in that moment to get a reading or to give a reading to someone. To have an ebo, a ritual done for you or to implement a ritual, initiate something for someone. Uh, someone called me today and was telling me about their their child had did work for that they wanted them to be safe that they wanted them to get off drugs that they want to get them to a rehab well she called me today and she said uh, i found out my son has been arrested mm. and i don't understand i thought we did <laughs> something to help him and i said to her this ain't burger king this ain't you can have it your way. Mm. You now know where your son is. Yeah. You now know he's in safe hands. You now know he has no access to drugs. So however Ifa brought you down Main Street and you was looking all the way down 2nd Street, the fact of it is, is that this may have been the only way for your son to get to a point to save himself. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we don't, we, I don't question that. Okay. And so she understood. And I'm saying that because that's Ifa. Right. Even as priests, if we go through step one through step five to help someone or help ourselves, we have to be open to the fact that instead of it coming out that, come, you know, waiting for it to walk through the front door, it comes through the back door, it comes through the side window, it came in. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And we have to give nature its own intelligence to allow it to operate 
the way it operates best. We're, we're, we're just the medium. We're just the messenger. And I think that beauty of Ifa is what is attracting people in numbers. Even if they are unconscious of what I just said. Right. They sense power. They sense magic. The ego can be lifted. Uh, some people say, oh, I got to be a priest. They get a little thirsty because they want to now say, oh, this can make a bunch of money. I mean, it's no different than a prosperity preaching minister. You know, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's capitalism at its best that's starting to come into Ifa. Mm -hmm. Shortcuts are coming into Ifa. Uh, you don't have to know as much today as you did yesterday. And I say that because everything is everything is becoming easily accessible. I never thought the day would come when a when an initiation could be watched from beginning to end on social media. When I went through it 20 years ago, it was the most sacred thing. The word I woe means keep up secrets. Things were not shared. They couldn't even give you the full identity of what you were going through. I did not identify all the things you were going through until you went through it, then I identified it for you. Right. So there's a there's sacredness in, in, in secrets. Secrets carry a certain sacredness. And so I think one of the things that, uh, if I'm going to those sober, one of the things that I see EFI is losing is a certain element of sacredness. I came up, we had about five books and about three or four people who talk about Ifa. <laughs> now, in some cities, man, it's a babalao on every block. Mm. Uh, that's not a bad thing, but sometimes things get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And having meet our wolves who've been around three, four, five years and can't die five. Mm. And then when I hear their story, how they went through Igbodu or initiation, I don't criticize. I just often ask them, well, what are you really looking for at this point? You know, how do you how do you feel about your growth? And a lot of them are disappointed in their own growth. But I think because you stepped in with not the right uh, preparation. And so when you when you think about where we are with the fine, it's expanding. You know, and it's attracting all shapes, sizes, colors, gifts, capacities, traumas, troubles. It's just this big melting pot and weeding out what works and what doesn't work is really a challenge of a good hour, a good year during these times. But, you know, I stand with East 5100. Uh, I do what I do in my own corner of the world. I still to this day, I don't go on social media to criticize anyone. I'm not going to get into that uh, low vibration. But, you know, it is sometimes disappointing to see people or hear people participate or have conversations and li literally have no reference from an elder of what they're talking about, um, guessing, doing things of that nature can really be dangerous when you're dealing with divine forces because they are real, you know, right. very simple. Yeah. Right, right. It's funny you bring it about the sacredness. I just got, uh, I just saw, I think yesterday where you can go on Etsy get uh order your initiation a priesthood initiation yeah i think it's like fifty four hundred dollars or something did yeah, so, something like, i think the one i saw was like 34.95 or something like that yeah, yeah and if you act now if you act now you can get upgraded <laughs> with an orisha 
for 1999. I, I feel you. I Man, feel that's you. crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. That. You know, we've we've talked about uh how long you've been in the tradition. We've talked about the how Ifa has changed since you first came into the tradition until now. Uh last season, Fafora and myself, we talked about how a lot of people say that Ifa doesn't work for them, that it doesn't work. Uh, many of us were running from the dogma of Christianity, but we brought with us uh, the same thought processes to Ifa. Um, Fafore and myself, we came up with a few things, but we felt like all of those things could be summed up in one word, and that one word was dogma. We know that there's a lot of uh, dogma prevalent in Ifa today because of where we come from. Uh, Fafore has said many times that we are still first-generation practitioners, so we have, have to be given grace. But how prevalent is dogma in our tradition, and how does that hurt us in our tradition? Well, here's what I've seen. Okay. 1980s, the 90s, uh, if I was coming up it was heard of but mostly identified with the lukumi and santeria practices a little bit of vodun not much contemplate and so it was a mystery to a lot of melanated people and because of its newness to the mind uh, a, a practice of such that was a challenge for a lot of people. The cultural aspect of Ifa belonging to the Yoruba people, you know, the, 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 the living tradition of those individuals along the west coast of Africa is a very interesting thing because it's a beautiful system but it's, it, it is very highly patriarchal. Mm -hmm. And so from a cultural perspective, and, and a lot of us don't like to say this, most folks around the world that are dark skin or brown skin are very conservative. And that goes to how you raise your children, how you treat your household, how you do your work. It's a, it's, it can be looked upon as something very old, something very traditional, but it is part of their cultural continuity, African-Americans coming in contact with that, uh, we know we can't bring the patriarchal in this. Hmm. That's a big struggle. But the thing that really stands out for us is the colonized mind and that continuity has not been broken. So see, our cultural continuity was cut off. Right. It was cut. And we had to recreate anything of what our culture looked like, but we didn't even know the language anymore, let alone the foods, the sacred times and seasons. So we had to recreate things. Now you're talking about DNA. You're talking about heart memory. Just because you reject the church does not mean the colonized, capitalistic Western culture has cut you off. Mm. And so in your moments, 
of not knowing you your only reference that you had mm -hmm. is often religion and that's what has happened to a lot of practitioners here in e5 i myself use have used the bible many many years as a reference to teaching people about e5 mm -hmm. you all heard it mm -hmm. and i have to do that piece of why you do it. i said i have to do it because they have no idea of when I'm speaking about Ori or when I'm initially talking about E5 for people who are E5 101 in green. So I have to give them a reference. And when I do that with Bible, they go, oh, OK, yeah, now I know what you're saying. Right. But if we could leave it in getting the reference and understanding and then go back to that esoterical part and, and practicalize it and spit it out, will be okay but what happens in a moment of despair confusion we operate from that point from that point of view Hype, you know for example uh baba Fafore, you go to ibadan and get initiated in ibadan oil state uh baba uh uh baba Oshayun, he goes to oshobo and he gets initiated under another family. And you guys meet up and they talk about your initiation. And Baba Fafore says, oh, to Baba Sheun, oh, you had a rat? You had a large rat? I ain't had no large rat in my ceremony. Oh, well, you ain't initiated right. In other words, you're back <laughs> to the battles of Jehovah Witness versus Baptist, Baptist versus Presbyterian, Presbyterian mm -hmm. versus Church of Christ. So we don't, we don't understand that throughout Nigeria, Different states, different cities, different regions. You got, you know, whether you're Ijebu or you're over here, you know, uh, uh, with another type of lineage or you part of the remote states. Traditionally, it is known that people would do certain things differently. And so that's the thing that we as Africans here in America have to understand. We have a universal right through our ancestors to do certain things differently. But what happens is the integrity can be lost within your structured, cultural, colonizing, and Western culture. That's the uh, that's that little thing in the in, in this matrix that, that can't get you to embrace the whole esoterical, the whole intelligent wisdom of nature itself. So we do, I believe, as people here in the West, I think we have a better chance of expanding Ifa in a sense, if we keep the integrity of what nature is, our experiences coming up out of a history of slavery or a history of colonization, this is actually our salvation. This is actually the way we can expand and change in our ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. For me, that's, that's the most important thing because the sacredness of Ifa remains in nature always. For us to go into nature and try to pull it out, that's, our, that's, that's, a, heck, that's a heck of a job. We can do it. But you can't operate pulling it out with the tools that's been handed to you through historically Western culture mm -hmm. and that structural mm -hmm. mindset. It's, it's, you're going to you're going to come out a lot of times with a failed product. 
You, you know, the whole thing about wisdom of nature, we talked about that last season, about one of the reasons why people struggle in E5 is because, to me, as was taught by my Luo, first thing is the name E5. What does it mean? The wisdom of nature, natural order of things. Most of us is skipping past that and, and just trying to find out what our old do is. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand how you are in tune with the wisdom of nature if you don't even want to go outside till the sun go down. You don't even walk around your backyard barefoot. Uh, you know, you don't even like to be outside and get any fresh air. You know, how can you how can you really connect with the natural order and the wisdom of nature when your thinking is, I did this elbow, I ain't made no money. I did this ritual, I ain't got no mate. You know, I I I, I suck some aqua shea powder, but you know, ain't nothing happening. So then you say, well, if I don't work for me. No, your, 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 your higher self is still disconnected from your lower self because your lower self is still operating from a thing is I got to get things. Mm -hmm. So if you say, well, not really, Baba Femi, I just I just want to do the right ritual to get out from this. We'll just say from out this job. That has nothing to do with a ritual. People that need fire leave a job. People that's not in need fire leave a job on a daily basis. You're looking for something that you really don't have to look for. If you're trying to do an elbow to leave a job, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't you just leave? That's the sacrifice in itself. Mm -hmm. We say, well, I really want to go do what I want to do. Or what do you need to do? I need to go back to school, but I, I can't afford to go back to school. Okay. If going back to school is your only way to attain your goal, then sacrifices need to be made. I'm not talking about killing a chicken. I'm talking about killing some type of chicken in yourself. Mm -hmm. See, we're, 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 we're so quick to try to find the tenets of Ifa and the, and the medicines and the magic and the, uh, the so-called medicines and the so-called magic, the hocus pocus, to try to get something to work for us when we have not even put enough thought in it that we should even be doing it. We're so busy trying to find out how to do it, we never even really asked the question, should we do it? Mm -hmm. And so then you say, well, fire is not working for me. It's not that. It was never part of your destiny. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. say it doesn't work. That's like saying, yeah, if I don't work for me because the sun keeps coming up on the east part of, of the world, and I don't know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can live with that. That is my reference to people who struggle with the idea, yeah, I was in E5, but I got out because it just wasn't working for me. I really don't have a whole lot to say because mm -hmm. you came in with the wrong mindset. Right. And I've had people say that to me, and I've never taken it personally. Never have taken it personally. So I, I want to pull on that a little bit because so the other day, um, I was on Instagram and uh, this lady I follow, uh, I, what's funny is I don't know what made me stop and actually listen to what she was saying, right? It was just like, it, it, it was like she was being interviewed and she probably had her camera up just recording herself, give a message. I don't know what made me stop and, and listen to it, but 
you know, she was, you know, into some form of African spirituality. I don't know if I even knew that from her page, but a part of the message was she was an African spirituality. You know, she was, you know, messing with Orishas and the whole nine. And for whatever reason, she decided to leave that and go back to Christianity, mm -hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, cool. But the part that bothered me about her message is that she probably was in whatever form of spirituality she had practiced for some time. And for however long, she was happy with it. But on her way out, now that she, and then it cut to a picture of her, you know, getting baptized and all this. On the way out, she decides she's going to bash those things that she spent however long, you know, uh, practicing, right? And how was it was wicked and it was of the devil and, and this, that, or the other. Um, but my, my thought process in that was why, and I don't know how prevalent this is, but why do you think people leave African spirituality, or, or let's just say Ifa specifically, and go back to Christianity? Well, the first fundamental reason in my experience that comes to mind for the people I saw go back to church is loneliness. You lose mm. a sense of community. Mm. You know, um, one of the first early on around, I guess around 2007, 2008, uh, one of the ladies left Ifa because she finally met somebody. Mm. And she was all thankful for Ifa because she you know, went through ceremonies. She prayed for a good mate. She met a good mate. But the brother told her she got to come to the church. And so she abandoned you know, Ifa and she went to church. Mm. Now, I ain't going to tell you what happened after five years with that relationship. <laughs> but, you know, I hope I hope she learned the power of how to sacrifice yourself proper. Mm. And see, for me, when you when you speak about that people leaving, you find going to the church. Because in most cases, with church, historically, Christians don't need to know a damn thing. Mm. They just got to believe. And, if that, and that's a lot easier work than trying to know. I've often thought we the crazy ones because we want to know. We want to know. Uh, Knowing is power. Definitely. Right. Applying that knowing is what makes you the God. Because mm. see, God says, I am omniscience. Omniscience or all-knowing. God said, I am omnipotent, omnipotent, all-powerful. So we were taught there were three kinds of people. On the left side, you had the believers. On the right side, you had the knowers. And in the middle, 
you had the priest. Mm. And see, I realized when I was in the church, I believed. But my higher self, just like everybody else's, pushes you to a knowing. The problem is, is your level of comfort doesn't allow you to step out of that box and you just go deeper into the box and you think the more you study a book, you become more annoying. No, you become more annoying of the book. Right. How does that book play with your life? You can't you won't know until you do things opposite of the book. Mm. Living your life by a book does not bring you the knowledge. You also have to live the opposite of the book to get the full understanding of the book. Mm. Christians are going through that. They just don't know they're going through that. Because they mm. use terms like, oh, I've backslid. No, you ain't backslid. You're just going forward as a human, having a, you know, a spiritual being, having a human experience. What makes you think you're going to do everything right? Mm. Right. And see, and see, for me, when people go back to church, they're trying to find the comfort and the safety of community and that the numbers of Christianity outweigh the numbers of E5 practitioners. So the numbers of Christianity got to be right. Everybody can't be wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a scary feeling. It's a scary mm -hmm. feeling to be a leader. Uh, it's a scary feeling to trust yourself. It is very, very scary to trust things that you don't understand. And that's mm -hmm. why the best practitioners of anything is going to have a knowledge, knowledge applied, and also find the flaws within their own structure because that's where your growth is. Mm. Mm. So you, you mentioned, you know, the community that's associated with the church. Um, how good of a job do you think we've done in African spirituality, creating a community? Well, in a lot of ways, Ifa is still in its infancy on the shores of America. Mm -hmm. The thing about America is, though, it's 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 a it's always been this kid that grows up very quickly. Mm. You know, America is very fast track, it's a very microwave society. If you take anything in history and how it grew, it took hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. America can get a hold of something and it can flourish to the top of its game in 10, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. That don't mean it's correct, but it was done the American way. And so, see, that's what you're having with Ifa. Mm. Ifa is growing the American way. It's very fast track. It's very microwave. Yeah. So, when you really look at how we're moving, the way we're moving, it's important that people at least know what Ifa wasn't, as just as opposed to what it is, mm. because right now. People don't understand what it is or what it wasn't. They're just trying to create by taking all these tools and making something. And in that, you're losing a sense of integrity. And that's why I spoke about that about 20 minutes ago. Because 
one thing that we know about the culture of this country from the time you're born to the time you die, there's an onslaught for you to never trust yourself, to never trust nature. Let's listen to the Weather Channel. Don't trust nature. <laughs> trust what you are given. And don't pay attention to astrology and numerology and divination. Just listen to the man telling you about the Doppler radar system that's going to tell you about your weather. Right. Meteorology. See, that's the thing we're living up under. That's the thing that gets you away from your integrity. When you, when you can't be spiritually self-sufficient of understanding your makeup, how you wired your blueprint, your design. They give you more of what you are as you opposed to understanding and discovering what you are. So that's why I say things like there are times you come out with a failed product. I personally will say this, don't close the churches. But there's a lot of churches need to be closed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before, right? I was gonna see if you wanted to jump in and say something. Because <laughs> you know I've been I, yeah, I've been jumping in and have something. I was like, oh, see, my brother might want to have something to say. Nah, oh, yeah. Baba, Baba been saying it all. He's been saying it all. Yeah, this uh the way uh E5 has grown has been uh very fast and losing the integrity has uh, stopped us from gaining the community that y'all were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that uh, real community. Everybody is doing everything by themselves. Yeah. And see, it, it, it's, you know, when you go back to antiquity, and even if you started, uh, if you go to 1831, 1831, August 1831, Nat Turner's planning a uh, revolt in uh, New Jerusalem. Uh, now, Cortland, Virginia, and he's waiting for a sign from God, you know, the Reverend Nathaniel Turner. He's waiting for a sign for God to start to revolt, I mean, to go kill some people for his priest. Sign doesn't come, he waits again, so finally there's an eclipse. Nat says that's the sign from God. So the word was grab anything you can to kill anybody that don't look like you. Mm. And of course, you know, if you know history, you know, he, he did what he needed to do at that time on record, still on record for uh, somebody of color killing more white people on record is like 50 some white people killed. You know, this is history. Now, think about what I just said about the church, 1831. Let's go into, we'll say, turn of the 20th century. Let's go to Harlem, where this renaissance is occurring. And you have people coming out of that era, the Marcus Garveys. And, uh, you know, you, you, you have, you, you start coming up more and more and, and you look at what the church is. You look at what happened in Rosewood, Florida. We know with churches, you, you know, you come up to the civil rights and you're looking at King coming out of the church and the Reverend Vernon Johns coming out of the church and, you know, all these Adam Clayton Powell coming out of the church. And, you know, we can go on and on all the way up to Jesse Jackson running for president in 88. The thing of it is, you see my point 
of what the church represented. It was an extension of the community. Mm-hmm. Now you start going to universities. Uh, you're getting, quote unquote, more educated. Uh, the mid 80s, we saw the birth and expansion of the Nation of Islam and the Farrakhan. We mm-hmm. saw uh, the birth of hip hop. You start getting people like Public Enemy talking about social uh, social conditions. In the 90s, became the birth of the Prosperity Church. Everybody talking about giving money. By the time we roll around 2000 plus, these pastors now, they, would, they need helicopters, ATM machines. I have nothing against prosperity. But the church has always fitted the community and its needs. But the one thing the church has been consistent with is not providing the knowledge and the ongoing plan of black folks to sustain themselves, sustain themselves once they walk out the door. Mm. It's a it's a one day thing. Mm-hmm. to most people go to church. Now, I know that is not the message of most pastors. I know that's not their message. But it's something here, regardless of their message, that won't allow them. So that's why I believe church has to take on a whole new content. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's got to lose the slave mentality because I don't care what nobody says. I don't care if you're a pope, cardinal, imam, sheikh, or mullah. Most churches in America in Africa or wherever poor people are living carries a colonizing poor man's slave mentality. Mm. And you can't shake that until you do something different. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when you think about Ifa, what can Ifa provide that the church doesn't? Ifa, one of the things it does, it provides the very essence of what church does. And it is the knowledge of yourself. There are more people know scriptures in Jesus' life than they do their own life. Mm. Their whole purpose is to get to heaven, but not knowing what the hell they're supposed to do on earth. Mm. So that's an issue. And so the thing with the fire that I don't want to see is that people get more concerned with its totems, its orishas, its rituals, its bimbes, its music, and the, and, and the grace, the saving grace of Ifa has, is, will always be your Ori, your divine spirit. What the hell are you here to do? Right. And Ifa provides that roadmap through divination, understanding of self. You have an Odu that kind of marks your purpose. That Odu is just not three, four bars. That's a whole encyclopedia. If you 30 years, you got 30 times 365 days of Pata keys under your old dude. And if you my age and you got an old dude like Edgy Ogbe, which people say got so many verses, think about all the verses I can add being 66 years of age as a child of Edgy Ogbe. Mm-hmm. As a child of a Batala, Edgy Ogbe. As a child of a Ifa, Edgy Ogbe. My categories is IJ or a money, Edgy Ogbe. My old dude as an Aluwo, Edgy Ogbe. I'm a child. Hell, I'm built like Edgy Ogbe. I'm straight up slim. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, but yet there's the stories that are created, not just from that book, but also from my own personal experience. That's what Ifi has taught me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's, and that's the integrity 
in the wisdom of nature, knowing who you are, what you are. You can't live a perfect life. Right. When people say I live in good character, that's not that's, that's, that's just not your behavior. Character is your acting. Are you acting within the capacity of your own integrity? That's your character. Yeah. It ain't got nothing to do by somebody slapping me and I'm slapping them back. That's called intelligence. <laughs> right. 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 Unless you were Virgo, you did come here to live a perfect life. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this next uh, segment uh, is dedicated uh, and brought to you by my brother, who I love, Awo Ifa Banga, Ifa Sheung. <laughs> and this is titled Controversy. All right. This is yeah. this is this is his thing. So just remember that. I'm just a messenger. I'm just here. I'm just here for support. <laughs> so so Bobby, last year we had our most controversial issue. I thought in season one, like the Roe v. Wade episode was controversial, but last season we made some people mad. People was mad and angry at us behind um, the the episode about Efi or homosexuality in Efi. Oh, people was heated. I'm talking about Efi practitioners and all. They was like, "No, nah, that was not a good look. Y'all should not have done that." Oh man, not it. Oh, people was mad. <laughs> <laughs> people was mad so they're gonna be mad when we come up with a whole nother episode um tackling the issue but so um did you get a chance to 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 see the episode absolutely so what was your thoughts about uh not only the episode but the issue of homosexuality or the lgbtqia plus in E5. Look at that. I got it down. <laughs> so what did I think about that show? Yeah. And just the whole, the, the as we're talking about E5 shifting and changing, I'm sure when you came in, this was a thing. Um, I remember hearing you say multiple times to us that when you go to Nigeria, ain't nobody asking you about who you're sleeping with. So that's not even a topic. But here in the U.S., we understand it's a big deal. You know, so we felt like we had to address it. Well, first of all, let me say this here. I thought the show was dope. Thank you. Thank and the day and the day you start worrying about, uh, sorry, the day you start worrying about they I mean the day you start worrying about pissing people off, I mean you might as well get dirt put on you, man. You might as well just call it because <laughs> right. you know right. everything is learned through friction. Mm-hmm. You ain't learning nothing just being bad all the time. You ain't learning nothing by being good all the time. And when I say nothing, I mean you go learn something. But if you're looking for total knowledge and information, you got to have some friction. Mm-hmm. Now I have I have my own theories about lifestyles that people consider uh, demonic or off the grid or abnormal. I mean people who 
understand where we live, the times we live in. That whole show reaped of the Aquarian age. Mm. That whole show reaped of the Aquarian age. So if you get upset or you get triggered or you get your button pushed because some people who don't do what you do is upsetting you, my opinion is you 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 want some you want some bullshit <laughs> because here's why when we when you run for president i've often wondered who can i vote for to lower my cable bill light bill car insurance interest rates ain't no president ever done that mm -hmm. Ain't no elected official ever done that. The things that matter to us the most, from car note and car insurance, things I'm talking about, things. Right. But yet they want to run a campaign about Brown versus Board of Education, Roe v. Wade. I personally believe it is the biggest hypocritical part, hypocritical part of our matrix is to distract you into shit you can never change. Mm. How we raise our children is how we raise our children. Right. How we want to live is how we want to live. I don't live with you. I don't get to choose who you screw or who you want to love or who you want to walk down the street with. I don't have to agree with certain things. Because mm. I, do, I, don't, I don't agree with Pookie breaking in my house when I go to work. And if Pookie is heterosexual and love women, I don't, I'm not happy with Pookie just because of that. <laughs> Pookie broke in my damn house. Right. <laughs> so he said, well, well, Pookie saved by grace because, you know, he's heterosexual. No. Pookie coming to my house, I'm going to put a hot one in it. So sometimes we get carried away with these agendas that are being pushed on us. Mm. I know you can turn on a television show now if there's not some type of interaction between people of two different so-called races or no interaction of people of the same sex or no interaction of people with alphabets behind their name. I know there's very few programs that are like that, that are not like that. So what are we going to do? So the question is, in my opinion, what does that have to do with Ifa? Mm. Ifa is the natural order of things. Ifa deals with laws of opposites, but that does not mean two women can't be together or two men can't be together. That has something to do with their Odu. That has something to do before they incarnated, even if she was born a woman, had four kids and changed her lifestyle. When we look at Bruce Jenner, which is one of the, and probably the only, the only thing I have an issue with 
I just don't think the brother should have won woman of the year. Mm. I think there was more credible women of different colors that have earned that spot better than he. That's all. That's the only one or only situation I really have a problem with. Because when you start telling me about lifestyles, if you treat me with respect, I can treat you with respect. If you can, if you can, if you can honestly know that I'm operating within the capacity of my integrity, I would like to see you do the same thing. Who you go home with, who you love, who you marry, has, is, and will never be any of my goddamn business. <laughs> Straight like but that. But if you come to me for help, I'm gonna treat you in the capacity of my craft. So when I hear Bible, I say, well, you can come to me for a reading, but I don't initiate gay people. I try to stay away from initiating foolish people. Mm. People say, well, Bible Femi initiate white people. Well, I got white people in my family. I got white people in my ancestry. So I'm not going to waste my time trying to find out. My thing is who's going to be a good practitioner. White folks in my organization haven't caused me the problem that the black folks in my organization have. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying they're better. I'm just saying you can't bring up something of based upon that to say what you shouldn't do. Now, I'm not trying to skirt around no issue. Right. I don't have to do that anymore. I really don't care what most people think about me anyway. It ain't my business what you think about me. Right. So saying that to say this here, I've met some beautiful people. More respectful of what I do and how I do what I do and have problems with parents and jobs and health just as much as you call straight people. This is American people. Some of us need to wake the fuck up because this ain't nothing you go save this country from because the country don't need saving from that. The country needs saving from some bullshit called cable <laughs> and the high price of things. Right. Right. If that person living next door you ain't trying to break in your house, if they dog ain't constantly trying to shit on your grass, I think life is good. Right. If you got a good a good paying job, some source of income, you got a family, whether you adopted them, bought them, whatever. If your bills are paid and you got a little money to take a trip, any old God will do. But when it comes down to people talking about right and wrong, if you're really a priest, right and wrong belong at a lower vibration mm. than people who operate at a higher vibration because people had a higher vibration don't look for right and wrong. They look for an understanding. Mm -hmm. So I'm a priest. I talk priest shit. So for me to say, well, well what do you think is right or wrong about this? I saw in that, in that, in that uh, interview, I saw some things that was, I could say was right some things that I disagree with, but I have no judgment or condemnation. Mm -hmm. This is just an observing of things I heard and saw that was in line or based upon my truth of how I see my world. Mm -hmm. And that's less of a burden for me if I have to go around explaining to people <laughs> what the hell I do and why I do it. So 
let me let me say this here though, and I want to clear this up. If you come to me and say, and I ask you what's your what's your what's your name? <laughs> I know where you go with this. And you say my name is Sun Moon House. I'm gonna need the name that your mama gave you. Mm -hmm. You say I don't go by that name. See, there's still a protocol. There's still a protocol of the divine. Right. What you talking about, a protocol of the divine, Baba Femi? When you are born, you cannot walk. You can't even crawl. You have to learn to roll over. Then you got to learn to scoot. <laughs> then right. you learn to crawl. Mm -hmm. To learn how to walk, you got to fall. There's a protocol of how you expand and grow. And see, for me as a priest, the protocol for me to help you, I have to get into your essence. I need to know your name, what your mother gave you, mm -hmm. and what we call the ninth part of the soul. And the ninth part of the soul, based in Kemet, is called the Ren, which is your name. Is when your mother has taken you and put your head on her left breast <clears throat> and let you hear that heart to feed you. And she gave divine utterance your name. I don't care if you chose the name five months ahead if it's a boy or a girl. When you speak that name at that time, in that place, science is taking a hold of your journey astrologically, numerically. How yep. many letters in your name? How many vowels? What planetary configuration? What mm -hmm. was the date on this Western Gregorian calendar? Because that matters because it's part of the collective consciousness. Mm. That's what I need to do. You can call yourself Shaka Zulu, whatever. I don't care. I just need to know at that time that divine utterance so I can do what I do best. Right. Right. After that, whatever information I give you, you can take it or leave it alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, to bring that home, I've seen where people have gotten uh, numerology reports and said the characteristics, attributes and functions that were listed did not apply to them. And then it was determined, oh, my mama changed my last name when I was five or six. Oh, this was my birth name. And when they go back and run it with that birth name, they like, oh yeah, that's me right there. You can't, <clears throat> you can't take <clears throat> 20 years and let it supersede the universal energy of how things come in, operate, and leave. You, 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 you can't do that. Nature is its own God. You don't get to dictate what is and what's not. It's called policy by man. Mm. So if it's your contract that you sign to come be born as a male and then change to a female or vice versa to become <laughs> as a man, a love of men or as a woman, a love of women, Whatever you contract to do, whether you born, wrong, right, whatever you made a choice, whatever, was it because of something traumatic happened to gravitate you toward this? 
You need to understand what that is as a person. Mm -hmm. To understand your purpose and how you reach your destiny. That's all I'm saying. So whether it's a wrong or right, to me, that's too much of a lower vibration for me at this point in my life. Mm. Right. right. I'm still watching what happened to black folks in the 60s. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, when, when, when you start getting into that, and I'm saying this because that's why I thought the show was dope, most because it called controversy. Controversy, all it does is one thing. It provokes your thought. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people need their thought provoked. Mm-hmm. I say. I say. You know, at the end of the day, after all of the uh LGBTQIA plus uh controversy, after uh us trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, what's been gained, what's been uh lost in the tradition, at the end of the day, I think uh I can speak for all of us when I say that we try that we are trying to push the culture and the tradition forward and in the right way. So what can Fafore, myself, and our other eight Ibejis as the newest class of priests, what can we do to help push Ifa in the right direction? Oh, uh, that's easy. Mm. Number one, continue to study how things come in, operate, and leave. In other words, how things come into existence. I sure. Sacred geometry is more than just a configuration of signs and symbols and lines. It's actually, a, it's actually an unseen force that deals with the weaving, the weaving of one's existence. The other thing that's important is for, 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 for you all to understand is that Nature changes, but it doesn't. Nature changes, but it doesn't. We say God is changed and God is changed. God has to have change to know itself as itself. But there are things in that that does not change. Mm -hmm. So everybody that's born is going to die. You're not going to prolong it any, any longer than it has to be. Even if they said you were supposed to die three years ago and you're still here, you still go die. Knowing that, and along with, this is the most important thing. The thing that I've learned up until this point, what is the most important thing? Despite what may be said, despite what you may think, there are times you need to go in a corner by yourself and do a critical analysis and ask yourself, am I truly operating in the capacity of my own integrity? Which means you need to find out what the hell you are and what makes you and gives you your integrity as the person or the spiritual person you came here to be, uh, uh, to have this human experience. That is very, very important. So those three things right there for you all and your veggies and any other awo or ear that's listening. And I'm not gonna sit here and, and tell you I can guarantee you anything. Cause I don't know what your destiny holds for you. All I know is if I know your Odu and we're sharing your story, then there's, there's potential for growth 
and wisdom. And that's what you want. And for me, as people have asked me of recent, because simply some of the changes that I've been going through, and they're all for the better, I said wisdom is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, if you don't know, <laughs> now you know. And at the end of the day, you got to know who you are, what you are, and operate within the capacity of that ticket. I'm gonna give you one more example of that. This is important of what that means. Cause someone asked me uh, when I was in LA recently, what does that really mean? And I said to them, and you all have heard the story. If I take you to the local zoo and you see a lion, I'm sure if you get in the cage, that lion is gonna eat you because that's what lions do. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the uh, how can I say? That's the okie doke. <laughs> OK, you go down to the zoo and you get in a cage with a lion. You ain't Daniel in the Bible. Right. You go get eight. You go get attacked. <laughs> I don't care how much you can have Jesus to the third power. You finna become a snack. Right. Now. This is important. That lion is doing what that lion does in that moment. But after that. That lion is not within its integrity because that lion needs to be in a savanna doing what it does. See, some of us think we are in our integrity, but we're really in a cage operating as a reaction to something that's in our DNA to do. But if I put you on a savanna to hunt it, rather than it coming to you, puts you in a different frame of mind. Mm -hmm. Your survival instincts are better. You understand what I'm saying? To yes, operate sir. in the full capacity of a lion, I can't be in a cage. I have to be on a on a savanna in the tundra. I need to be operating in the full capacity of who and what I am. I need to hunt. I need to mate willfully. I need to fight and, and I need to pee and mark my territory. But if all I'm going to do is sit in a zoo and take vaccination shots and get fed ground beef, yeah, I'm going to attack you if you get in that cage. But I'm still not operating within the capacity of my integrity. Right. And that's the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Because Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar, I will not eat your meat, drink your wine, nor worship your God. Nebuchadnezzar said, into the den. Why didn't the lions eat Daniel? Lions don't eat lions. Mm. Mm. Daniel was a god. So that's what that's that's the story. That's the shit got me kicked out of church, and rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> oh so that is the wisdom. I use that because that's the wisdom of nature. Because I've been there. I've been there with two of my God brother. I've been there with my God brother to actually go out in uh, Masamari near the Serengeti and watch lions do what lions do. That's not the same mindset. Of the lion that's down there in your local zoo, or the one they train for shows down in Vegas, or the circus. It's not the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Baba, we appreciate you. We love you. We love you. This has been great. You then gave us what you what needed to be gave. 
Ashe, well, I'm proud of you, brothers. Y'all keep it up. Uh, a lot of good things being said about y'all, even when they talking shit about y'all. I say, Ashe. Ashe. So why you feel about your woes? I say, I feel good. But you know what they was talking about? I said, yeah, I know what they was talking about. Why you think they was talking about that? I said, they got it from Nail Luo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we want to be able to talk about everything. We want to be able to provoke people's thoughts. We want to be able to get people to think outside of the box. Uh, I was talking to somebody just yesterday and told them how a lot of people on the outside looking in at 5-4 and myself having what they perceive as an argument, um, how they they think because we disagree or because we debate that we're we're arguing. But we know amongst ourselves that we are just gaining perspective. That's 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 all we're doing. I'm trying to understand why you think what you think. He's trying to understand why I think what I think. So at the end of the day, I think that's what we're trying to do. Bring up controversy, provoke people's thoughts, have them think outside the box, have them gain some perspective. So, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And we two men from similar type of backgrounds and certain type of neighborhoods. Our, our discussions sound a little different. Our, our, our debate and is that's loud. What, that's what makes it work. That's what makes it work. You 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 need the opposite for friction sometimes. That's what makes it kindred. Mm-hmm. You know, because, and, and this is my last example, I won't even explain it. It's just, it's just homework for everybody. The Palestinian and Israeli war is the perfect example of challenging your belief system and where you stand. Mm. Your experience and how you want to see your world, the answer to that lies within that conflict. Mm. Think about it. That's, That's some good homework for everybody. I say. Take us home, brother Five Four, right? <laughs> hey family. Season five. You see how we starting off. So you know what I'm saying? It's kind of gonna tell you what, what kind of direction we're going in. Uh we greatly appreciate the support. We greatly appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, you know. Um Put this all on your social media. Send it to your grandma and them. You know they want to check it out, and uh, just keep coming back with us. We going we going hard this this year. You know we're, we're touching everything. You know nothing is off limits. And um, if you got some suggestions and things that you want to see, please feel free to comment us. You know uh, comment. You know hit us up on our Instagram page. And man, just keep coming back. Keep coming back. We we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And um, you know, like our little old said, man, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, life is for the living. You know, live out loud and on purpose. Till next Ashe. time. Peace. Peace. Ashe. Ashe. Peace.